we use Tally for, for every one of our clients. So how many tax returns do you guys do in a typical year? Uh, I think we did 500 this year. Before there is this Tally 4, how did you guys handle this? Uh, yeah, before it was super messy. We did not have, as we've, we've grown a lot over the past four years, so like our work paper standardization needed some help, which Tally 4 has definitely helped out a lot with because it forces everything in, into one standard work paper that we then use as the work papers. But before we were just using Excel. We were just using QBO and we would export you know, the two years of P&L, the two years of balance sheet. That was what we would use for our work papers. I don't know, it probably saves at least an hour per return. And then just for tax prep, and if we're doing tax projections for clients and we actually need to get the K-1, like get an idea of what the K-1 is gonna look like, then we also use it for the projections. Yeah, well, that's huge too. Some of the bullets under the tax hero section of Tally 4, automate your book to tax, deliver tax returns faster, minimize extensions, reduce staff turnover, focus on tax strategy, right? Tell us what that means to you, Shane. The more time we spend on moving one expense or like aggregating 10 expenses into the legal line or into the accounting line or into the other deductions, like that's just a waste of time, frankly. So Tally4 really cuts down on the administrative prepares job of aggregating various general ledger items into one line on a tax return so that we can focus more on how much can we put into your 401k this year? Like, what is the R&D tax credit going to look like? How much cash do we just need to have on hand on March 15th and April 15th of 2023 or next year, whatever, so that our clients who we all have like a deeper relationship with can decide on whether or not how much house they can afford or if they're going to bring on a new business partner, things that actually add more value. So check out Tally4 today. Book to tax in minutes, not hours, because tax work should be easier, faster, and way more fun. File a tax return in 10 minutes with Tally4. Check it out. Tally4.com. T-A-L-L-Y-F-O-R.com. Peace out, homies. I've just wasted my time because I've read the email. I'm, I'm out hanging with the kids. I'm at the, the playground or whatever. I'm not going to take care of whatever that thing is probably right then and there anyway. Drag on the mind. Maybe now it's creating some anxiety because maybe there's an issue and I've got to go, I know like, oh man, I really want to get back to this person on this thing. So now I've, I've not only have like, I can't do anything about it, but like I made myself anxious about it. But then even if it's not one of those things I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to end up rereading it again come Monday morning when I'm going back to the inbox. Or, or... May I have your attention, please? Greetings Accounting High, Alex Miles here, and these are your morning announcements. Did you go to school and study for your credentials? Well, according to Scott, he was born with his unique credentials, and in this episode, he shares with us what exactly those are. Join us for a fun conversation with Damian Martin as he shares a bit about his non-traditional way of getting into tax and how time is both precious and fast, which is why it is so important to be intentional with the people in our lives. We all know how much Scott despises emails and notifications, so in honor of this discussion today, sit back, relax, put your phone away, and open your mind because class is in session. I repeat, may I have your attention please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show. 
Scott Scarano and Damian Martin. We're going to have a problem here. We got a very special guest today, Damian Martin of Simply Tax. I hope that all of our listeners know who you are. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy that you're here. So we are currently live in person. I haven't done too many live podcasts, and every time I do, I don't ever look the person in the eye when I'm talking because I'm enough. looking at the mic. You get well. You, get, you also got a nice window, you know, view here. We can you can look we, out the window too. You know, we're in Las Vegas. Yeah, we're at AICPA Engage. Tell me a little bit about why you're here. Well, a couple of reasons, I guess. I mean, the, the the technical content, all that stuff, but the networking is is probably a large part of it. Got a lot from our group here in our firm and building the team and, and spending time with them. So kind of multi-front, you know? There's just a lot of great people that you, that you run into. I've, actually, it's the first time I've been to Engage. I've, I've kind of a long time, like, wanting to come, but just never made it work. And uh, so here we are. So how long have you been? Actually, just tell me, how did you get into this? How did you get into tax, CPA, CPA-dom, uh, <laughs> accounting? Yeah. I, I did not take the straight route. You know, I, I kind of went around this way and kind of came back. So I actually, uh, well, like our, our good friend, uh, Blake Oliver, who introduced us here. Mm-hmm. So I actually studied music as well. That was not performance. So he was, he was arguably cooler than me. Plus he plays the cello, you know, so that, that, that def- definitely, uh, makes him definitely got me. the ladies with the cello. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I played the violin for a while. It's, it's just not the same, you know, it doesn't have that same but the violin's beautiful. Ron Baker spoke about the violin on three different occasions during our episode with him. Just the, you know, the wood and the structure and everything that it takes to make it isn't what makes a violin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I listened to that episode. Oh, yeah. One, 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 at least one of the episodes. Yeah. That was a very good episode. Well, Ron Baker's Thank you. Ron Baker, yeah. and then you did a great job interviewing. It's amazing. That, that was just a great concept, right? That you can't, I mean, you can weigh a violin, but that doesn't, give you the the art behind it there, there's something else there that's that's not present just in the that you know you take the parts apart it's the sum of the parts that that create something it's the sum of the parts but then also the human inputs and exactly, exactly and and i think that goes without saying that in tax and accounting there's also an art to it sometimes sometimes there is an art to tax it's not that simple yeah that is true. The name is a little bit of a misnomer in some ways. I, I, I like to uh, s- simplify tax. That's, that's kind of what I like to do, but it's admittedly not simple, you know, but that, that's the part that drew me in. Um, sure. So well, I guess, all right. So I was on the road going music route and, and I kind of, I was, I was interested in business along the way and I was setting out the you gotta double You got to make major. money. Get, mean, if you're not going to be a professional like Yo-Yo Ma. Right, right. It's, it's, he's it's not violent, hard. though. Yeah. He's cello, but it's fine. Well, and I wasn't, it was, piano was my main instrument. It, it still is my main instrument. I don't play okay. as much as I used to. But, yeah. My son just started playing piano. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And your son, remind me, how old is your son? He's, he's eight years old. Eight years old. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have two seven-year-olds. I have two seven-year-olds. Yeah. And we're, we're starting down that road. I'm, I'm learning, and I've always heard this, and I was probably this way when I was seven or eight that like you know you don't listen to your parents the way that you maybe do somebody else so we're, we're starting down that road of teaching them I, you know i was going to teach them and it's they're just not as engaged as when we have somebody else doing it so it's we're so true yeah, yeah. it's so true well it's true to a degree but they have to make it their own choice right they have to find the love for something and and then if you love it too that's that's amazing you know that's yeah. that's great but if it's forced upon them, they may not go back to it until later in life. If it's something that they're meant to be doing or if it's... Right, right, yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, so piano and business along the way, but it just, there, there was an element to just understanding. I, I did the, the accounting stuff and it just made sense. And so I kind of started down that road, did an internship, an accounting firm, liked it. It just came naturally. So then I just kind of followed that path and that's led me down the tax road. I, I was, I was really more audit out of the gate than I was tax, oh, I will say, okay. but then I, I, a lot of us kind of started that way. I did yeah. too. Not a lot, but so you grew up California, California, Northern California, Northern yeah. California. Awesome. Yeah. And where'd you go to school? I went to UC Berkeley undergrad. Berkeley. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it was a, it was a it's a great campus, great area, you know? And did you go there for music or would you go for business? No, I went for music. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and I, and I finished out music too. Uh, probably about my halfway through somewhere in there, I, I decided, you know, I think I'm going to give this, um, this accounting thing a try. And that's when I had that internship in there. It was, it was through a family friend that they kind of got me connected in there. And, um, I was, I went to a career fair event and this was actually pretty impactful. This was kind of one of those like moments. It was like, you know, like sliding door moment almost of like, just, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So I was going to double, it was going to take me probably five and a half years to do that. I, I went to this, you know, this event and there was, well, she was at tax. I don't know what level she was at, at one of the big four. And she, she said, well, no, no, no. I, I was a, a bioengineering major. Oh, okay. And so now what, you, what you should just do, if you, if you think you want to do tax, just finish up the, the, the music, get it done in four years, and then go and do the masters immediately after. And, or, you know, to make sure you get enough cl- units and whatnot to sit for the exam. And that's what I did. And so, you know, in the same amount of time, I effectively came out with a masters in tax as well. So. It was, it was pretty impactful. It kind of got me, got it's me down there. An interesting juxtaposition, but it doesn't yeah. surprise me because I think some of the best that are doing things outside of just the profession, outside of just accounting and tax, you're doing a podcast. Blake does a pod. I do a podcast. Like yeah. there are people that have a, a large amount of creativity in them that has to come out in one way or another. Sure. And when you find that outlet, you can really have some kind of balance in life. I'm learning that firsthand over the past year. I've always, you know, stifled it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting to hear that juxtaposition in you immediately. You know, it wasn't like you went and, or did you? Did you try to professionally do music first? Or? I didn't. No. Okay. No, actually, it was, it was very. It was kind of a very interesting moment. I can remember lining up in graduation. So, I mean, Cal's a big campus, right? You know, there's lots of people there. The music department is a is a kind of a smaller group within the, you know, the large. So it was actually, the, our graduation was great. I mean, it was, I forget how many were in the class. We'll just, we'll say 50 were in the graduating class, right? But I can remember we were kind of lining up and just chatting and say, hey, what are you, you know, and so what are you doing next year? What are you doing after this? And by and large, so I was on the, the, the academic route, right? I, I was at aspirations to be a music professor. When I started on that journey, I said, all right, you know, go on, get the master's, get the, the PhD so you can you can teach, and um, not obviously it'll have to have the PhD to teach, but that that certainly helps if you're gonna make your make your career that way. And so a lot a lot of majority were maybe taking a year off, and then gonna go do the masters, or you know maybe take a year off, have no idea what they're gonna do. And then I was sharing that like I was like, Damien, what are you doing? Well, on Monday I start full time at the CPA firm that I'm working for. So it was it was a very different. So I, I I mean I was already lined up, I was already dialed in, and and already had the job. So yeah, and again. You got to do something safe too. And it's, you know, it definitely sounds like you enjoy what you're doing now. You know, the, you can, you can hear that and see that in people, you know, you can also see the, the alternatives. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, accounting high is looking for faculty right now. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have a music department. Okay. 
and I don't know how that's going to play out. It was going to be kind of like a radio show in the middle, but maybe we can we can make it uh, technical a little bit too. Maybe maybe we can we can have you be an adjunct professor. There you go. Uh, Got to get the, the music teaching. Uh, uh, well, we're going to have PE. That, yeah. Okay. We're going to teach health for accountants. You know, t- just how to live healthier lifestyles. We're going to talk about you know healthy eating or living and all that. We're going to have book reports. We're probably going to have sex ed too. So that's a <laughs> there's a whole other topic. I'm going to. I may end up going into a bit of a vice accounting cycle and change the niche of my firm. Hmm. Might end up gearing it up toward uh, OnlyFans creators and others like that. So I don't know. I, I throw those things in there, but that's it's all along the metaphor of of a high school. So there you go. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to put together a faculty list and a yearbook of of all the guests and everything. That's 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 soon to be soon to come. Okay, probably by twenty twenty three. So that's soon these days, you know, we're already in June. It's it's telling me it's crazy. It's like, it's cliche. And I always say, I feel like I, you know, it's like, what is it like talking about how fast time goes into the weather is like the cliche things are, but that's like, I mean, I can't help myself. It's not cliche. I love the cliche stuff. And, and primarily because you can definitely say that now, but you couldn't say that during COVID. No. COVID went by like five years. Yeah. It felt, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't the time felt slow during it. Because it did feel like things were going pretty fast. Everything was happening fast around us, but I felt like we were moving in slow motion. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was with you. crazy perception of time when you don't have a routine or you're changing your routine. And there's a lot of change around you. Mm. Your perception of time changes. And I'd, I'd love to explore that more, but I'm, I'm glad you pointed out the obvious, but it's not like, the, you know, or the cliche. Like it's. Well, and you kind of have to be aware of it too, right? I mean, it, it helps. To be aware of that. That's something I've probably been reflecting on quite a bit lately is just just being more intentional, more deliberate and just, yeah, it, it is passing faster. So I need to be smarter with what I'm doing with my time. I need to make sure I'm doing the things that are important to me, spending the time with, with the twins at home. You know, like, the, the, again, personal, professional, it's all, I, I look at it as kind of all one big, you know, yeah, it all yeah. mixes together and you got to figure it out and how to, how, you know, it, it plays nicely with each other. And, um, but yeah, if you're not intentional, man, the, the the days fly out the calendar and and the work's going to fill up too much of your time if you're not intentional about cutting it off i i remember i used to work you know 60 80 hours a week just because i felt like everything needed to get done and i was i kept reaching for something else and and you know what though i want to talk about that like enjoying time with your family enjoying time with your kids i'm kind of focused on the next thing or my mind is thinking about the podcast now it's not the office it's not work Mm. i'm thinking about what i'm going to do on the podcast and i can never really be present with the family because I always got something else I want to do or, or record or whatever it is. I'm fired up about that, but I want to be more intentional. And I think that's the way I was able to find the balance. I obviously it's not for everybody. Um, everybody's different, but I was able to find that whole, what everybody talks about work-life balance, which I think is kind of, I'm kind of agreeing with Ron Baker there. Like there's, like you said, it's integrated. You got to integrate all of it. It's integrated. Yeah. And, and there's never going to be a balance if you're passionate about both. Right. Yeah. And, it, and maybe I think it's also, it's a little bit of a, and that's where the intentionality and then just pausing to, to think. And I think honestly, the, the, the pandemic experience I think has been helpful in that regard because you, you do kind of have to, you know, it, it maybe slow down a little bit. Felt like it was moving in slow motion, but you know, gave me an opportunity to say, okay, I'm just every day. I'm going to think about what, what I spend my time on yesterday. 
what do I want to tweak about that, right? Ooh, um, you're doing your own little after action reviews and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, well, it, and mostly because I'm not, I'm not great at it. It's, it's a work in progress, oh, right? Yeah. You know, honestly, like, so I've, and I've got, this is my latest, I've, I go through various versions of this, like, I've bounced around it probably for, you know, my whole professional, sure. like, probably sure. even in school too, I did the same thing where it's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to like schedule it all out and then I get like a fraction of it done. So I started a new little, habit tracker and journal nice and i'm even trying new productivity methods you know okay. i'm trying to go with just six things a day and i can't even right now i can't even get to six yeah like not even get six done but sometimes i can't even think of the th six things i want to do that day but i i you, you kind of have to you kind of have to um be very intentional about what you're going to do. Otherwise, you're just going to be reacting yeah to everything that comes up right you're right and i think that's the challenge is there's, there's something i think there's a uh, value that I got going through it. And it's still, cause I mean, you're serving clients, you're serving the, those that you work with, yeah. right. And being on the team yeah, and, and you want to be there for them. And so you get, but you do, you have to be careful about going too far that way, but not getting the other stuff done, but habit tracking, man, that that's where it's at for yeah. me. Like it was the, the light bulb moment. There was I get Apple watch in, and I, it's amazing to me how much I get driven by like, Hey, I gotta get my you know, feeling the ring. I gotta close my ring, man. I'm going to go walk around the room a couple of times. So I got to try and close my ring or I'm going to stand up. You know? I've been doing jumping yeah. jacks yeah. and put, oh, we, we talked yeah, about we this talking yesterday. About that. That's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been, and that's why I've been doing it. Cause I got to fill my ring and, and I, I felt like I cheated for a while. So I got the Apple watch real early days and it was at 12 and I was able to do 12 when I wasn't working from home or if I wasn't working that much. Like when I, when I got away from the business and, you know, let the business kind of run itself, I was kind of standing, but now I'm sitting doing editing and other things like that. Like I do kind of have to stand up once every hour. And I've been doing jumping jacks and push-ups each time. So I'm knocking out two habits at once, right? Yeah. The push-ups is one of the habits and the, um, the standing every hour. And then, uh, you know, we, we can go into all habits too. That, that, that's some habit stacking right there. Habit stacking. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. have you read Atomic Habits? I have. That's, that's yeah. a fantastic book, man. I, I've read it at least twice. Yeah. yeah. I just read it the third yeah. time. It's, it's really, yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's gold. Yeah. I didn't recognize the, 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 the clear habit journal. Yeah. Um, I got the, uh, so so our first set of book reports is on Atomic Habits. We go through books that are significant and foundational to life and the profession. You could you could always tie things back into ways to live and run your own modern firm because mm. we tend to always focus on the the meat of the technical, the right. and, I, and I don't think you do that. Not not on your podcast. You know, you you talk about everything. I mean, you, you know, you got to keep it real, and you have to be able to balance both. Go back again with that balance. But it's a. Um, I think there's an art to being able to relate all of it to life, as as we're talking about finding that whole, you know, work life intentionality, yeah. not just balance. Yeah. Um, well, like, and I, I've also been reflecting on it too. I think you break, break a great point there about kind of foundational. Foundation. I can't even talk today. Uh, yeah. Foundational <laughs> items, because I think a lot of times, especially like here's where I've been thinking about it with some, you know, people coming on the team, coming out of school. How how am I going to help them? This, this this is a thing that gets me out of bed a lot a lot of days too. It's just trying to hey, I've got this team. How am I going to make them? fulfill whatever it is for them that they want to do, right? And, and try to make, make that align with uh, what, what we're trying to do, right? But I, I think sometimes we get so focused on the meat that we don't focus on the fundamentals. Yeah. And, you know, and it's easy to forget. I mean, and again, I'm, I'm sharing this only because I've made the mistake of like, you know, it's kind of like when I was in, 
I was, I was at Cal. I did a, took a, like a stats 101 class. Yeah. And, the, and the, the professor was brilliant. I mean, he, you know, he, he I, I don't know, well-published, well-known, knew his stuff. And it was almost like he was too far beyond. So I, I almost, I, it, was, it was hard for me because I couldn't, like the, fu- the fundamentals weren't there. I'm like, okay, I, like, I know we're getting all this great, grandiose stuff over here, but like, I, I don't have the basics down. And I think sometimes we, we can do that. And I, I know I've done that yeah. with, like, with new people. And you just forget, like, I mean, they don't even know how to show up to an office or, or work from home or, or wherever. They don't know how to, they've never had a full-time job sometimes, oftentimes, right? So it's Even if they have had tough. a full-time job, you know, this past couple of years, they've shifted right. how they've worked. Exactly. I had to go back to fundamentals for how we interacted. I, I had to get everybody out of email. We can't be emailing each other. I even tried to get everybody out of Slack. That was pretty difficult and it, did, it wasn't very successful. But we, hmm. st- we implemented, because we went fully virtual yeah. last year permanently. I mean, we did tip of COVID and then just never went back to the office. We implemented things like office hours. Yeah. Um, they are very intentional about how they're interacting with each other and they're not just pinging each other back and forth. So another foundational book for me was Cal Newport's recent one, um, uh-huh. A World Without Email. Uh-huh. That was That's on my list. I, I, I've, I've read his, um, what's the other book? Now I'm forgetting the name of it. So, so good. They can't ignore you. Uh, he's, got a line. he's got a Deep number work of them. Deep the work. That's one. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and, and that's, that's, I, I feel like that's like my, you know, that's another foundational. I, I, uh-huh, one. It is, it is. Uh, but I haven't read the world without emails yet. So that one's great. That's you'll good. you'll yeah. enjoy it when you do. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you think. What's, um, what's your strategy? How did you, how did you get out of email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a good yeah. point. So it was, well, first it was laying down some groundwork and foundations of, of how we're interacting with each other, how we're communicating and Carbon plays a pretty big part in that because then we don't have to email each other. We can keep everything intentional. The office hours was a big one. Yeah. We also have, we've implemented EOS over the past five years. So that also helped us become intentional with our meeting cadence and everybody kind of keeping in sync, keeping on the same page. Also just keeping everybody trying to keep it fun still too. And I don't think I'm doing that very well right now. I think it's almost like, you know, your employees are, are like kids in some ways too. And I haven't been paying enough attention to them. I've been paying attention to this podcast. I've been trying to get out of the work. So I want to go back and, and bring the fun back to, to work because we used to have a lot of fun when we were in the office. We used to, mm. Fridays basically didn't work at all. There was nothing ever scheduled. It was always like tidy up whatever you need to do from the week. And then half of the day we would just order food, watch Game of Thrones or watch something and, and just kind of hang out. Yeah. So building. no, well, and it, it is interesting talking about being intentional. Yeah, and and that, I, I the pun of like you know bringing the fun back to fundamentals or something. I don't know. It's, oh, it, it's, it's sitting there. I can't. I, I can't I love let that it. sit. Uh, you know? I, I didn't execute it well, but I had to. I had that to. That might be the title there. of this yeah, episode. The fun, bringing the fun to fundamentals. There you yeah. go. But yeah, man, I, I, like just going through the the experience that we even had some some new hires that had never worked, so came in in a completely remote environment, and you know we were trying. But like you just, how do you build that connection? And it, it takes, you've got to be more intentional about it. And I, and I, I think that you're, I mean, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it too, where it's like, well, what am I doing? That's not, that's not making it the fun or not making it, you know, creating the right environment so that you can show up your best and do your best. Like it's, it's, it, it's hard work, but it's rewarding work. It's always but, hard yeah. to figure out what you're not doing. You can yeah. always look at what you're doing and implement and change that or, you know, be more intentional about, about stop doing what you're doing, but it's kind of like atomic habits. You know, you've got to 
make certain things invisible. You know, there's certain ways to stop bad habits and there's certain ways to bring on good habits. It's like there's certain things that, that are so elusive that you're not doing at all that, you know, how do you find out what to start doing again? So you got a lot of balls in the air, man. Podcaster, you think about the email. Yeah. And that there's probably something there that maybe that's why you and I are kind of, you know, we talk, get to talking and we're like, yeah, there's something, there's a lot of similarities. Right? I tend to get a lot of balls in the air, you know, especially when I get really busy. That's when I actually I tend to throw more of them in the air. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, cause I have to, I got to, write them down and come back to them instead of just trying to get them all going at once, you know? I don't know if you yeah. can see too. I've got about six notebooks around here yeah. because I just have to jot things down. Yeah. I, I try, I'm trying to be a lot more intentional about not using my phone yeah. and iPad and comp- even computer. Right. I'm very disconnected. Yeah. Um, I respect it a lot. It's, yeah. It's yeah. the clarity of mind when you're not watching the news, when you're not checking your phone, when you don't have alerts. Like, that was one thing that we did at the office, too. I told everybody to turn their notifications off. Hmm. They don't get notified for email or Slack yeah. or yeah. anything, and I don't want them to. I bet you a lot of them still do have their notifications on, but that was more of a um, a heavy suggestion, strong suggestion to turn it off. But, yeah, I mean, not getting notified and not having those context shifts makes a world of a difference. Yeah, well, I'll, I, we can go down the, the, the firm route here for a second, but I, I you know. Got a lot of roads to I, go down Yeah, here. we got a lot of roads to go down here, but like I'll credit my wife for this where, because I, I had notifications on my phone, like outside of even email and, you know, and, and all of that. I mean, literally had, you know, news and all You'd that. Never, yeah. And my wife's like, you turn it all off. And I, and I fought it for the longest time. You have uh, to, yeah. She, she, she's 100% right. I mean, I, I, I turn it all off and... I don't, and I don't miss it. Like I did go through, it was like, almost like this withdrawal, you know, period where I'm like, holy cow, like I got to know, like I'm missing something, but you know what? I, I figure it out eventually. And that's the clarity of not having to like jump, you know, have my mind jump in five different directions at the same time is it's, it's great. And then the other habit that I've learned too, that's kind of on the email side. And actually, I don't know where I originally, who told me this originally, but there was the, you know, I started implementing this on like Sundays, for example, mm-hmm. right? I, I would always kind of have this like, okay, I turned off the, the notifications, you know, the number, so I wouldn't see that there's new emails Getting coming bubbles in. out, yeah. But I would still just, I would find myself just going in and checking, just, hey, did I get anything? Did I get anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, and the, here's the genius in this is say, okay, well, if I'm not actually going to sit down and do anything about it, I've just wasted my time because I've read the email and one of two things happen. I'm going to mark it as unread. I gotta, then I got to go back and mark it as unread. But one of two things happen. One, if like, again, if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out hanging with the kids, I'm not going to, you know, we're at the, the playground or whatever, right? Like, I'm not going to take care of whatever that thing is probably right then and there anyway, right? So now it's, you have, you have drag on the mind. Maybe now it's creating some anxiety because maybe there's an issue and I've got to go, I know like, oh man, I really want to get back to this person on this thing. So now I've, I've not only of like, I can't do anything about it, but like, I've created, you know, I made myself anxious about it. But then even if it's not one of those things, I, I, you know, I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to end up rereading it again come Monday morning when I'm going back to the inbox or, or at a time. So basically what I try to do is I don't really want, unless, I mean, again, you look for fires and sometimes you, there's a need to look for fires and make sure there's no fires, right? But I really try to not read an email unless I'm actually going to sit down and do something about it. There's never any fires. There's, there's never fires. any fires yeah. that need a emergency alert yeah and i'm not gonna say never maybe maybe there is but you know the only real fire is the one that's going on in your head yeah and the anxiety that we create yeah and that it's totally self-induced yeah and and that's that's really cool that you're 
talking about that. Did you went through that? Because I did too. And another shout out to Cal Newport. Digital yeah. Minimalism is a book that I yeah. read that helped me get on the other side of that. And it was hard. Yeah. This happened during COVID too, where the notification thing was not easy. Now I don't, I, I'm totally liberated from it all. And I notice now the things that my mind is taking me to. Whenever I pick up my phone, it's always now three apps. It's always my messages. I don't ever open email on my phone. It's like, it's there, but I don't ever even go into it. it. Okay. Yeah. It's messages. It's Twitter and LinkedIn. Yeah. And I find that the Twitter and the LinkedIn one, I'm not really doing anything. The messages, if there's no messages, I'm not going to just keep scrolling and looking at old messages or looking at other things. Yeah. If there's nothing there, there's nothing there. And I only see the messages inside of it. It's only the blue bubble next to the um, message to know that there's a new one. Right. I don't even see it outside of going into right. it, but I go right into now. it. Yeah. Yeah. You find so. yourself just, just going there like, or have you, have you broken habitually. that habit habitually where you just, you start? Well, nobody's telling me to, but if there's a lull in life, like I'm yeah. waiting for an elevator or I'm waiting for something to happen, I'll just like feel that my phone's in my pocket and then I'll grab it. And the first thing I always do when I go to my phone now actually is go to the music and <laughs> I put the music on because yeah. I go on a lot of walks. But yeah. Yeah. after that, sometimes even on my walk, if I, my mind wanders, I'll go to the messages. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's part, you know, it's a lot of it is our minds get rewired. Mm. Our brains get pickled by the, by everything, you know, everything that's cut. Kind of, like it's so hard. It's, it is a withdrawal system. And speaking of withdrawal, you know, I went through that last year too. Like I, I, I cut a lot of things out last year. We, we sold the office. We had to let go to employees. I stopped my notifications and everything like that. And and then I stopped taking Klonopin. Uh, I stopped taking the anti-anxiety medicine that I was taking for 15 years. So withdrawal is a real thing on both the met. I mean, the digital and physical. Yeah. The digital withdrawal is almost the same in in a lot of ways. Like the lack of sleep and the things that you go through and the the way that your body reacts to. It's kind of weird, but the like anything it's just a physical manifestation of however pickled our brains were from that yeah you know addiction whatever right. it is and we can be addicted to a lot of things yeah I, I, and it's interesting because it can you talk about the you know managing because self-care is is that's probably the okay there's a lot of things which is funny because like it was hearing and i can't remember where it was from i i, I tend to just I, I love to learn about new things and just collect information about things and so, so oftentimes I can't remember where I got it from or it'll take me a little bit, but it was talking about like, the, and, and wait, maybe it was, I don't know, but like priorities, the fact that like we often, we say we have priorities, which kind of is just, it's, it, it's an odd thing because there's only, you know, how can you have more than one priority? You know, yeah. you can only have a priority. It's, it's, it's like people saying they can multitask. Right. You, you really can't. I, and honestly, I, I was a big believer that you can and yeah. like, and there's still something like deep down that tells me I should be able to do that. And I think so I we have grew up it. people telling us yeah. that we could, and it yeah. was a common term. And I think that's going to have to shift that, you know, you got to have a mindset shift around that because you can only do two things. And one of them could be autopilot, like doing the dishes or not even driving, but you know, sometimes yeah. you know where you're going and you don't need the directions. Right. So you can just get sure. there without thinking. And then you can have a conversation, but you can't have a conversation with somebody and look at your phone right or and have you know the tv on or even music you know like it's 
something has to be in the background on autopilot. Yeah. And I think I learned that too in, in two ways where it became, it just was really clear to me all of a sudden where it's like with the kids at home, you know, and if I'm, if I got, if I had the phone on the other hand, I'm not, I'm not really present. I'm not really engaged in what they're telling me. And, and, well, you know, right? Having have an eight year old. I mean, they, they ask a lot of questions. They mm-hmm. they they want to talk, and they'll tell you about anything and everything. And sometimes it's like, all right, get to the point, man. You know, but uh, but like I I love it, and I'm like trying to eat all up as much as I can. But then if I've got you know I've got the phone and I'm looking at the news or the or Twitter or whatever, man, it it my brain's over there, and I'm I'm actually not listening to them. You're not multitasking. Uh, it looks you're like not, you're listening. Like you're you nodding your head, and then you right. repeat the last thing that they said, but right. you don't get the essence of what they're trying to and, tell you. Exactly, and you miss. It. And then I think the other thing where it became clear because there was this this like immediate like let's say tendency, but just I'm going to multitask like during the pandemic, you know, like out of the gate, because everything's now Zoom, and you're you know oh god, and and so you're like doing you know I've got all these windows up and I've got notes and I'm like and I just I realized I'm not present. I'm not present enough. So like I'm actually incredibly more inefficient because I I have to go back and remember or like reread something or re-listen to like ask somebody again because I wasn't fully there. And so that's taken a lot of of effort. Again, I I feel like I still sometimes like it's like you're going skiing and then you got the, the, the fresh powder versus like you already have the tracks, you know. And so like my mind just goes right back to the tracks. So like if I'm not careful, I, I go right back to that habit, you yeah. know, no problem. And so I just, you know, it, it takes just being intentional, you know. Yeah. So I said this on the last episode that I released, you know, a lot of people have a lot of credentials behind their names. And I was born with a lot of mine. ADHD. OCD. Like I, I don't, I don't have my CPA. I do have my EA, but the, the, a lot of the letters I got weren't earned. They were just handed down to me. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how all that is to a degree. It wasn't like when I was young, I was labeled as ADHD. My brother was, I wasn't, but you know, now that's a real thing for a lot of people with everything going on. The distractions are, are almost to the point where everybody might feel like they have that. You know, I don't know if, if I wasn't labeled it, when I was younger and maybe I developed it or who knows what it is, but I definitely find that I can't even do one thing at a time if I'm not taking my meds. Right before we started recording, I had to take my medicine. I think of just about a half hour, it's about kicked in and I'm, I'm more focused, I'm more alert, I'm more alive. Yeah, I can react, but I didn't want that to be a dependency on a medication, right? So that's why I stopped taking last year. I, I didn't want to have to live my life dependent on something. But then I realized it enhances my life. It makes me a yeah. better person. It makes me better at being intentional. Right. I can be intentional. I can't be intentional if I'm not taking it because I really don't have any idea what I should do right. um, or what I should intend to do. And I can't even think like my mind is foggy, like yeah. real foggy. And yeah. You know, the fog could be that I just went and ate an egg, really big egg sandwich, and maybe that could be fog sure, in my mind a little bit. Sure. Maybe it was the drinking last night. Maybe it was other things, but... There's a lot of things, and I think that's the hard part, you know, again, when you, you get so dis- distracted or you allow everything to kind of fill in with all the distractions that life has. I mean, we there's just so much coming at us anymore, right? And that's yeah. you know, like Cal Newport's point, right? And just the, our brains aren't wired that way. And, you know, you can sometimes think it's it's something else, and... And, and, and I'll share this because, and honestly, I haven't, and I shared this with you and I, yeah. I haven't shared it very, you know, widely. How many I, episodes I have you done of your podcast? We're north of 150. In 150 episodes, you've only done one of mine and now you're going to share something for the first hey. time. This is great and exclusive for exclusive. Accounting High. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then maybe, I, and because you, I, 
the fact that you you just shared that you've got you you've earned the credential of ADHD, right? Like, so I I I'm, was I figured this out probably about four or five years ago okay. that I that I have ADHD as well. Yeah, I had a good buddy of mine that he he was basically like, hey, I figured this out about myself and. I think, you know, just explore it. And I immediately was like, there's no way. Like, I'm, sure, sure. Like, I mean, we're too strong for that. We're too oh, strong yeah. for that. Like, you can't have something wrong with you. And we're then, high performers. High performers. We're... And and ADHD can be is, can be a great thing. Like, and I think if, you cha- if you're channeling it the right yeah. way, but it can just be like an unleashed beast, you yeah. know? I, my, my time frame might be wrong on the four to five years, so don't don't quote me on that. But well, was, remember, you know, COVID was, yeah. felt like five years. That's true. So it could have it was, only been you know, two. It could have it was, been seven. It was before you know? COVID, but yeah, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, and you know, but BC. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's our new BC. That's our new BC. And man, though, it you know where it really shows up is is again just in the personal life. And the you know, I I convince myself because I I take medication as well, right? And yeah. uh, convince myself I, I don't want to be dependent on this so I, I don't think I'm really seeing the benefit of it. stop taking it and it it shows up because you're just not as present because your mind's just like all over the place yeah and so it's 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 taken and, and trying to do some you know work on myself to to go along with that and I, I mean a lot of things I've kind of shared as we go on just being more intentional and in the habits and but it's it's fundamentals honestly and it's okay it's it's okay to have you know so there's something I did last year. Speaking of fundamentals, it was the program was called Optimize. They changed the name recently to Heroic, I think. But it's you know the big three fundamentals: work, energy, love, and then everything that stems out from there. And like a curriculum, it's like the master classes that we didn't have in school. Like I'm trying to bring that to accounting now too. I don't know if it was subconscious, but now I'm thinking about it. It's like they had all of these different subsets and. And he was pretty against the medication part of it. That's why I thought I could just stop taking it. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you exercise and you're intentional about what you eat and you change a lot of the things that we've become very accustomed to, then you may not need it. But I can't stop eating gluten or or, um, or bread. Sure, like, I've sure. tried. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's too good. It's pizza's too good. Like, And there's there's certain things that I just, you know, to me, it's almost easier. But I think I have a... Back in my mind, I realized, like, if we ate like our great-great ancestors and if we ate like, you know, the, like the Romans ate or the Greek, you know, the, um, those diets that they have, the paleos type stuff, maybe we may not need it as much and maybe we could survive. But, you know, it's about balance. And, and if family's always eating things and you're trying to eat differently, that's hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that, you know, you can't fundamentally have a paradigm shift on everything at once. So it's got to come in phases. So that's why I started taking it again. But I think there's a, um, you know, there, there's worse things I personally could be doing than eating carbs, right? Like, it's, right. you know, you yeah. got to pick your battles. You, you pick, pick your, your poisons. Yeah. Um, well, and again, going back to, you know, priority, priorities, whatever, you know, you, you can only have so many and like, it takes a lot of willpower. Your, your mind can only do so much, right? right. And I think, right. That's, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've been learning in the last whatever number of years is just, you know, there are limitations and, you know, we all have them and that's okay. We're fallible humans. We're fallible humans and you've got to figure that out. You got to, I think the, the, when I show up my best, it's when I'm, when I know that and I recognize it and, and I'm, I'm comfortable admitting my, my limitations whenever I've, I get myself into, you know, uncomfortable situations or I don't feel great. It's, it's when I'm not being honest with myself and it just, it just creates challenges right and it just doesn't feel good and it it was hard again just 
recognizing that it's like there's something in me that just doesn't want to admit there's a there's a limit this is like it's just my personality right it's like yeah, you put a wall yeah. in front of me i'm gonna try to okay I, yeah, I can go over it i can go under it i can i'll, I'll go through it come yeah. on you know like, let's, let's figure out there's a lot of ways to get through I'm this powerful wall. i can yeah, do this right yeah. and then you just realize after a while of banging your head into the wall like sometimes you can't get through a wall like you gotta go you gotta figure out a different right yeah, like you gotta figure out to go around it or something mm-hmm. and so i think it's it's mindset having the mindset that there are limitations you can work with the limitations like it's like going with the current right i, I spent a lot of my my life probably trying to hold on to the side, you know, like I didn't want to go down river. I'm like, I'm just holding on going against the current or trying to swim upstream or something. It's like when you're doing it right, it's just, everything's easier, you know, yeah. again, and I'm not professing that I've got this all figured out. Like I don't. Well, we never do. We, we, never we do. have some things figured yeah. out and we're always evolving, but upstream, that's another good book that I read. And yeah. the nice. difficulties of going upstream when it's easier to go downstream. So, you know, you're saying that it sometimes as it, it could be a bad thing and you're, you know, you got to fight against yourself to not, you know, to not go against the grain, but sometimes yeah. in our profession or in the industry, sometimes you do have to go against the grain to change and to move things forward. That's been the meta, the ongoing metaphor of our podcast as it was sons of CPAs. It was, you know, this is the next generation of accountants, same yeah. with accounting high, you know, we're, we are doing a lot of things differently. We're changing the way we think about what's been the same for hundreds of years in accounting. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like the way we do billing, the way that we, you know, the way that we price, the way that we form our, our organizations. Right. One thing I'll say, cause it, it realized even clarifying what I was saying about the going against, I think sometimes like I'm talking about going with the current of 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 you yourself, right? Sure. Because oh, sometimes yeah. you're going again, you're going upstream because you're actually going with the current of yourself, and I think that is the you're going against what's your natural which are natural exactly, and that's when it just doesn't you know it doesn't that's when it doesn't feel right. But sometimes and I, and I do because like I said I like gonna go through the wall, man. Like, yeah. You know, and that's and that's swimming upstream for sure because you know the, the easiest way to get to the next room is not to go through the wall, but if that's the you know if, if that's that's, that's all flowing. you see. That's on your vision. Yeah. Um, and, you, you're like, you know, you, you, don't, you have your blinders on, right? Like yeah. sometimes we get in our own ways too. Oh, we don't see the door. Yeah. It's right next to us because we're not looking. Yeah. You look at some of the challenges of, of the profession, you know, of we're all looking for, for, for great people, you know, uh, and building more people. So it's, there's a talent um, shortage, shortage. And, you know, so Crisis. you're able to put together, you, you just need more resources in this environment, there's just, there's so much, you, you look at just, we'll just go down the tax lane, but obviously you could go down any one of the lanes of, you know, advisory services. You just look at how much the pace of change of, of regulation, of, of law changes, of, you know, form changes, deadline changes, right? You, you can go, the list goes on and on and you just need, you need human capital, you need human capital and you need the more people. I, Someone put it to me this way, and I think it was the best way of summing it up. Anytime you can get more like-minded and smart people together, that's going to be a good Go thing. for it. Go for it. And that's really what, that's really what this is. If you're going to boil well, it's it down. Well, it's not a, yeah, because historically it's always, it's usually either a people thing or a revenue thing. And the revenue things, when you're acquiring for clients and things like that, doesn't ever really work out, you know, and sometimes the people leave. We had Rita Keller on and she talked about the different mergers that they had. And it was, you know, it was, it usually failed in the early days because they were just doing it to build their top line with no real purpose or intentionality. It was just, what can we do next? And then they would lose the people. And then they started, they realized the people are the most important part of any of these acquisitions that they were making. 
Yeah. So well, I look at it too because I think again, you probably have said this earlier, right? But just my mindset now really has has focused on how can I, you know, I want I want to help the client, but I really want to help the people that I get the opportunity to work with on my team, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and how can we advance what it, whatever again whatever it is that they want to do and what their vision of their career is, and it just creates more opportunity for them, you know, that that maybe they would want to go to a, be in a different area. No, well, now there's more geographic offices and locations. Maybe they want to focus on something else. Well, now there's a, an opportunity to do that, you know, or learn from somebody else. I don't know. I, I think it creates more opportunity for growth, for, for growth of people. And I think that's really been that's the focus. The most important part. Is the most important part to, to your point earlier, right? That if, if you don't, Public accounting in accounting in general is pretty hard to do if you don't have people. Going back to that, that, that violin, right? You can't. You can, the violin's not going to play itself. You know, you can be, you have the, the most beautiful violin in the world. It ain't going to sound great if you, you don't have, have somebody to play. Software, yeah, the right. Greatest software, the greatest tech stack, and, it, and the, if you don't have the people, and you don't have the people again, maybe going with that, that going with the flow. And again, sometimes that means going against the flow, going upstream, and. And, you know, sharing that, hey, I think this could be better and this is how I think it. I, I think it takes everybody being willing to do that for it to be right. Well, this is like what happened with BotKeeper. You know, early days, it was it was just we've got AI doing this. And then it kind of shifted over time. And it's like human assisted AI. And this, there's people working on this, too. And you can't have one without the other. There's a to, you know, to a large degree this profession has been focused on the technology, the tech stack, the software, and less about the people. And that could be a, this could be a reaction to that. I think there's a lot of things playing into why we're having such a talent shortage. It could come in waves and we could end up, you know, going back to the golden days when you put a job ad up and you got hundreds of applicants. It's not happening anymore, especially with, with the higher level positions, you know, with the client facing positions, with the people that, Working tax season, we had, you know, we had one of our tax managers quit right at the end of tax season uh, because she wanted to spend more time with her family. And I wasn't even, she was working two thirds time, but it's, you know, I think the, the mental toll that tax season has been taking during and post COVID, I don't know if we're really post, but you know, but the, you know, all the changes we had to hold on our backs and what we had to do as professionals, I mean, I'm sure you talked about it a fuck ton on your podcast. Like, you know, that's, that's a, um, as humans, I don't think we're capable of handling all of that stuff at once. So that's probably another reason too. And, and I think partly too, the other reason that we're having talent shortages that it's so much easier for somebody to go out on their own now, Hmm. like they could start up their own little firm, virtual pick up clients. You know, they could start by doing CAS and taxes and they don't need to work at the larger firms. So people are more important than ever, especially people that are already established in a firm. So those talent aqua hires and, you know, that's, and then we might see a trend too of the solo people who started out on their own and now they don't want to sell and they don't want to interact with all of their clients. So then we'll see some acquisitions of their little practices, not for the revenue, but for them. Right. You know, you know, I think that that's, you know, if there's one piece of advice and I probably have many pieces of advice, I, you know, I was like, I don't know why I was going to say like, if I can give you one thing or one, one point, like I can never do that. It's we can never do that. We got to do at least three. Everything least comes three. in three. Yeah. That's right. Give me but, three points. But, but, you know, something that I think that is, is important is if you got to, again, go, just being self-aware, you know, going back to that is self-aware, you know, like I, I enjoy being part of the, the organization 
that I'm part of and the, the, the path that I'm on is I, I enjoy having, you know, the, the, the resources, right? Because everybody, they bring a skill set and then you can work with others. Again, but I know for other people that, you know, they, they want to hang the shingle out and, and, and go out on their own. And that's, and that's knowing them. That's, so I think if you're doing it because you think somebody told you to do it or, or you, you think you should or whatever, like, I think that's where the cautionary is, right? Is, and make sure you, you maybe just have the conversations become educated, listen to your podcast. This, is that really what I want to do? And it's okay to not know the answer and take a leap sometimes. Sometimes you got to take a leap. The only way to find out if the pool is cold, you know, is you got to jump in, right? You know, or at least dip the foot in the, in the water and maybe before you go oh, jump in. Oh, man, I don't, know, I don't like about. the cold pools these yeah, days. I I, I, I've, gone a, I've gone away from cold. I just, you know, you think about this. You move from California to Chicago to experience the contrast of the hot, and the cold yeah. and to have the seasons and to be able to appreciate the sun when it's out. That's, you're right. I, I, that's, that is such, I have such a huge appreciation for that. And that is why it's, that's a reason I love living in Chicago other than there's, you know, there's a lot of good things to go, you know, to like about Chicago too. But um, yeah, you don't, you really can't appreciate the hot without the cold and vice versa. And so you kind of have to have that, you have that bolt to be able to appreciate mm-hmm. it, you know? I was just in Lake Tahoe and okay. it was cold there. Yeah. But I got a hotel room that had two showers. So I did something crazy. I went, I had put it really cold on one and I put really hot on the other. And it was so fun. I, I mean, I don't know if it was fun, but it was like, that was because I was, because you know, you see how people do that. Yeah. yeah. They do the hot and the cold contrast. Yeah. I think like, you know, where they're training or, or different things like that. Or if it's just like going to like a special spa. Yeah. So I tried that out. That was, that was pretty fun. And then, but also the, the larger metaphor was like being in Lake Tahoe, I'm still in Nevada, but it was cold there. It is over a hundred degrees here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty, pretty incredible, you know, but, um, now my so my, you go back to say bring it all back to the kids. I don't know. I mean, and Let's that's probably part of it yeah. too. That Put which is funny back. because I, I I will admit that is you know probably in my early years in the profession I, I worked for a I don't know she, what what level she was at the time, but would often talk about her kids and I would find myself like I don't have kids. This is really hard for me to relate to. So I always promised myself I wouldn't talk about my kids and. Here I am talking about my kids, but you, you should. Know, but like you know, so just the hot cold that made me think of this and just again recognize your limitations and go with it. So my kids. Love to swim, right? Yeah. We've got a we've got a pool, the building, the pool's a, it, it's cold for me, you know, like it's indoor pool, and so I figured, but like, they want me to be in the water, and I'm like, okay, I've got seven year olds that they're not gonna be seven forever, they're not gonna want to have dad, you know, in the pool swimming at some point, so I'm like, I gotta figure it out, so like, I got a, you know, I got like a, a shirt so that I could, you know, actually not yeah. freeze, you know, and. I, I, I've got some gear. I said I geared up so that I could. Smart. I, I got to credit my wife for this. I mean, honestly, she's. I always say she's. She's, uh, she's works, the backbone. Oh man, yeah. she works way harder than I do. Uh, she, you know, she she's great. Um, and it's a and it's a partnership, and it's it's it's. Shout fantastic. out to our wives. My yes. wife does yeah. everything at home. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been away for a week. I feel bad about that, but you know, it's. I, I guess you, did your wife work too? She she was, works at home with him. That's, that's the work. That, that is her yeah, work. That's yeah. the work. And and I and I hate that I asked the question like that. No, because, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Well, I know you know what I mean, but it's like I I, I got to figure out a better way to ask it because it's, sometimes it gets a bad rep. It's like, well, yeah, of course I work, but then also it's like, no, I don't work. I'm home with the kids. Like it's depending on who you're talking to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or saying that like, yeah, do you work outside of the home? I yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah we'll it's, it's hard because I want to make sure that the value. And that's I, I I struggle with the same thing. Like, how do you put the words to it to make sure it conveys that you know? Again, like I said, she works way harder than I do, and I and and 
you know, I have a reputation for working a number of hours and because I like what I do naturally, you're really yeah. going to go back to it. Right. And talk about yeah. work-life balance for yeah. our wives. Yeah. Where do they get the balance? Right. right? right. We have to give them the balance to have some, some fun. Right. We got to bring the fun back for them. Give them a little vacation too. Yeah. No, they need space. Cause again, it's, it's, and we're and talking about take it. My wife doesn't no. want to take it a right. lot of times. Right. You know, it's like she resents herself for doing stuff like that or enjoying herself. But you have to, you have to have it no matter what you do, whether you're working inside the house or outside the house, you, you, you gotta, it's that self-awareness and self-care. Cause you so know. do you jump in the pool now? Oh yeah, I do. Right. Yeah. And so you have one of those like wetsuits to it's jump in. It's kind of like a wet shirt yeah. suit shirt. I like you know? yeah, my kids wear those. Yeah. Um, I know, like that's what I was like for the kids, you know. But well, my kids are like they're like always warm. They're just like yeah. little you know. So again, you have them here. Because actually I the, the the kids and family they, they came along with me here and they're hanging out. Well, they're having a hard time hanging out in the pool because it's you know it's like 107 or whatever. You know they got to go out and early and get, get in because it's yeah, so hot here, right? It's too hot outside. But they're yeah. they're just like infernos, man. And so yeah. like they go in this cold pool and they think it's 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 nothing. Some of us have this cold blooded nature. I don't know if it's a if it's a mental thing too. Like it is. It, there we is get in our thing. own head. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it is because yeah. that's I'm, I'm I'm always stuck in my head anyway. And then if I'm I will get extra cold, especially if I'm thinking about it or even if I'm thinking about something else, but depending on my mood, yeah. my body temperature will shift too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they, they say like the, you get the shivers or, or things like that, like especially detoxing, going, go, getting off of medication or even like alcohol, you know, does that to a yeah. lot of people where if they don't drink, they get the, they get the shakes and the shivers and, and yeah. all that. Our, our brains are powerful things. They are. They are. Yeah. So, so bringing the fun back, bringing it back to the kids. Um, well, again, that's, that's it's, great it's, that you balance and you bring them to something like this. Yeah. Really it was, cool. it was the first time I've ever, uh, I've ever done. Well, it was the first time I said that earlier. First time I'd engage and first time you brought, first them, time to brought them to yeah. use Vegas and, and, you know, or bring it along for a work trip. But it was like, Hey, they're, why not? Right. You know, and it's, well, I can tell you why not. Cause flights are expensive. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Right now it's, it is a thousand dollars for me to come yeah. out here. Wow. And I was, I had already like committed to coming, but yeah, yeah. Flights are not cheap no. these days. No. Gas is not cheap. Like that that's the one thing that kept me away from taking everybody. I was like, Yeah, we should all go to Lake Tahoe. And then I looked at the flights and oh, maybe since we're going to Mexico, we'll just make sure we hit a lake up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all about again, in the same thing with that, right? Like you could take this metaphor out and further, right? About limits and knowing your limitations. Like there's just there isn't an endless amount of resources. Time is finite. You know, you you've got to be finite. Right. And you've got to you've just got to be better at using the resources you have because you, they are limited and they're scarce. And so it, it, I think if you bring that to work you bring that to your personal life, again, I, I it well, always a very important. Um, keep going. Yeah, well, I was just going to discount. Cause like, I, I don't want to make again, and I've said this probably already good, but I want to repeat the point. Cause I, I sometimes I, I don't, I don't personally like when I hear people that like, they, you know, you kind of just pontificate on all these great things that you should do and whatever else. And, I, again, I, so I'm, I'm saying this because it's what I'm focused on sure. and it's the mindset I'm trying to adopt. But again, I, I'm not saying I'm nailing it, you know, that this is my aspiration. And, and if I can every day get a little bit better, it, yeah, mm-hmm. then, then that's, that's where it's, that's where it's at. And that's, that's again, thinking about when I do well, have the a, honesty a day, is, you know? is important for yeah. the people that know that they're not there, then they don't just tune you out too. So I think that's probably, that's probably why I say it to you, right? Cause I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things and yeah walk the talk but you gotta walk the talk and and so i'm I'm admitting that you know if you if you know me and you look at some of the things like hey you're not you, you're not always getting everything done and figuring out well no i don't but yeah. i you know but i'm trying to get better at owning that and well here's and one thing too it's like time is finite so 
let's try and spend less time on things that are pulling our attention away too, just like we said earlier. And yeah. that's my point is, is bringing it back to the phones, the notifications. That's filling up a lot of our time. I know yesterday I was with somebody and then, you know, we were just, she was checking her Facebook and she didn't even know how she ended up on it. Yeah. And then she said she wasted like five, 10 minutes just doing that and was supposed to be somewhere else, you know? And it's just like, we get, we get stuck in there and we don't even realize how much time has passed. I did it yesterday too. I went on LinkedIn and then I ended up, somehow I ended up on a video that I'm watching and it was two minutes long and I was late for what I was, the people I was trying to meet. Yeah. So yeah. It, was it, always, does. Yeah. it does. And actually I know you and I talked about this the other day when we were chatting about, you know, we had, at some point early on, you know, you, you get the you get the iPad and you get got YouTube and, and, and you, you put a kid in front of oh. YouTube and man, it's like, it, it is crazy how much that like, just, it sucks them in and, and that you just, and it, it then it limits their ability to engage. And and it's like the same thing is happening to us. Like you said, you, you look up, I'm like, where did that, where did that five, 10, 15 minutes go? Yeah. So we have to get better at it ourselves. So this is how I, so the, the whole digital minimal thing pulls right back into that. Like it was so easy. Those are the pacifiers, right? Stick the kids in front of an iPad and they're yeah. quiet and you can get whatever you need to get done. Sure. They're not learning anything. They're not present. You're not present because you're doing something else and they're learning from us anyway. They're learning yeah. from us on our devices and then they're mimicking that. But also the devices are like crack. I think that's today's cigarettes is social media, um, I think it comes back to the social media and the way it's engineered. I think we're going to be talking about that like we talk about cigarettes today, where on planes, people used to be smoking and doctor's offices, doctor used to be smoking. Like, it's almost a joke now when you see that. You wouldn't, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Walt Disney, the pictures of him are always with two fingers. He's pointing with two fingers and they airbrush the cigarettes out. Yeah. And so Disney has a way of pointing now where when you're there, I think the employees will point with two fingers, but that's only because it looked like Walt was pointing with two fingers and really he had a cigarette in his, in his hand. Yeah. So I think, I think that might end up happening with social media, but I had to take the kid and it's too, I'm too far gone with my oldest. My daughter is 14. She has an Instagram account. She has, you know, she's on Snapchat and all these other things. Maybe they adapt to it. Maybe kids are, are handling it better than we think, but Honestly, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I see that she's depressed half the time and usually after she's been on her phone hmm. for a little while. And, you know, I, I try to take the phone away, but I can't because then she resents me for it. And so it's, it's different. But with the younger ones, I can take the iPad away and all of a sudden they become much more creative. And my youngest is the first kid I've had that didn't really grow up with a device around her. She's four years old, but she does a lot more with herself. She can do the self-play stuff better than the mm. other two can mm. um my middle he's always on the switch he's always on his nintendo if he can help it you know sometimes he does things but most of the time it's video games and then my oldest she's doing homework or she's on her phone yeah um you know we try to get her a guitar but she doesn't ever really want to do it she doesn't have find find the time to do it it's it, and i think that's the thing that i don't know and this is the point that's maybe coming to me right now thinking about like because you know, those, those are the realities of the world that we have, you know, social media exists and there's all these things that tug on our time. And it's like, gosh, so literally this is the point that I'm thinking, okay, when I go back home, I got to think about the kids. Like, so I got to equip them to know how to have the self-reflection, the self, like, arm, again, focusing on the, the daily, you know, habit of just being intentional and like, am I doing 
the right things. I mean, it's hard for a seven-year-old to put that into, you know. Well. You could teach them to, to reflect on that and say, well, how much time do I want to spend on these things? And let's talk about it. Like, what, you know, what do you want to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Here's the crisis point I had last year. And this is the beauty and the curse or the gift and the curse of these devices. My son is teaching himself how to play piano through the iPad. Yeah. The, I see. It's There's a benefit. Yeah. Like the app is amazing. It is. The app is teaching him how to read music. And so, so I had to bring the iPad back. I right. took one of the iPads that I took away. You know, I had basically had them all downstairs, like locked up. I gave one back and... He's got to play the piano 10 minutes a day. That's the micro habit that he has that we've instilled. And, hmm. and then, you know, sometimes he wants to play outside, but not like we used to when we were kids. We used to just always go outside and definitely not like our parents used yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The kids don't go outside that much anymore because it's not safe. You know, there's too many cars out or, right. or it's too hot or it's too cold or, you know, or there's nobody outside because all the kids are inside now on their devices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but again, just having that riff, that pause, I guess, and thinking about how things are different, and I don't know. Yeah, don't know. yeah, but there's there's a lot of good to come out of those. There's a lot of good to come out of social media. I've met a lot of people. Agree. I've connected with a ton of people yeah. that ended up on the podcast or that I've met, and now meeting in real life. So there's got to be a yeah. balance between the social media and the social interactions in life, and that's why we're here, right? Yeah. I'm I'm not here for the conference sessions or anything like that. I'm here for the people that are here. And that's why you said when we first started, we're, we're circling back. This is a good full circle here. Yeah. We're here for the people. We're here to connect. You know, you do an acquisition for the people. Mm-hmm. We got to be more intentional with the people in our lives. And you know, there's a, uh, there's only so much time, right? Time is right. finite. It so is. by is. the time that we realize that it's not too late because we realized it and we're still here. That's so, right. Now, now what are you going to do with that? I guess that's the, you know, yeah. Where do you go with that? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for coming on. Um, it's a pleasure, man. Honestly, yeah. I was uh, you, you. You did a great job. You just the, the, you, you kind of. I, I know you say you meander around, but I think that it, it just makes it easier to have a conversation. You know, and, well, thanks, and yeah. it's it's kind of it, it it guides through and it just opens things up. So well, sometimes for me at least, I get a feeling for certain people, and then especially if I have a first conversation with them and things you know, they are connecting in a certain way, then you know you could go deeper and you're going to get a little bit more substance. And yeah. you don't have to have an agenda. Like, you know, we we definitely didn't need an agenda. I wasn't that nervous. I didn't have anything written down. I didn't even, you know, I tried to go scan through the LinkedIn to see what I could ask. I, I definitely right. saw Forbes there. And I was like, I know I recognize that name, but I didn't even yeah. connect all the sure, dots. Sure, sure. So, um, well, it yeah. makes it because it, there is something to that. And I'll say that, you know, oftentimes, it, you know, I, I, and I'm, I'm sure you do, right. Where you you have the pre- the preparation and the questions and all that, right. There's something to be said for that, but then there's something to be said where like, you're just truly curious and you don't know all the answers. So I sometimes like, I, I don't want to know, I, I know enough, but like, if I know too much, I won't ask the question, I won't ask the question because I, or I'm, I'm, I'm leading them too much. And, and, yeah. and I don't like that. You yeah. Know, again, I, I listen to podcasts things. where I'm, where you listen to somebody that's, that's really, it's like, they're trying to push them a certain direction and you know, it, it, it allows the conversation to go where it needs to go. And, and I think I, that's why I really enjoyed this conversation. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the hard thing about early days when I was doing it with the co-hosts and I was going in one direction, he was going another. And then the yeah. guest is sitting there in the middle and they don't know how to react. So yeah. there's, there was some episodes early days that uh, I've gotten, I've cleared the clog on those. We're starting to get better when I have a co-host, I'm more, you know, cognizant of where they want to go. And sometimes I'll follow them. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's always all about the guests and it should always be. And I appreciate these one-on-ones are always getting better because I care about what you have to say and I'm, you know, listening, active listening. And so I think, again, I really appreciate you finding the time because not always I can't, it's hard to connect with people in person and record while you're somewhere else because there's always something going on. There's always something else to do. So I appreciate you finding the time to do that. And likewise, man. No, I know. Um, it, there's something again to the the doing it in, in person too. There's I don't know. You, you could just there's a three D ness. There's a three D ness to this, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I don't know if that's the um, I don't know if that's that's the right thing. Oh, uh, that's the thing. But well, but it's it sounds good. You it know? is for so, this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for the three D episode, where do I want to send our listeners? You got some social accounts that you care about that you care about people connecting sure. with you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You find me on Twitter. You know, Damian Martin CPA. Real, right. uh, really uh, original there with the name. Uh, LinkedIn. On, on Instagram, tax dad on, on Instagram. Cool. Tax dad. Tax you got dad. the tax dad. I'm the tax dad. Oh, wow. Um, that was early days then. Yeah. You were early IG. Uh, I don't even think I have an IG. Yeah. I, and honestly, I haven't, I haven't done as much with it lately. It was, you know, I, because it, in this, again, just going back to all the things, but like, there's, there's like this level of like, almost like guilt that like, oh, I'm not, I'm not keeping up with that, but it's like, well, hey, that's okay though. Cause you gotta, you know, get to go, what's my priority? What, what's my, what am I focus on right now? Maybe someday I'll do more with it. I don't know. You know, it's just. I'm it's seriously now, thinking about so. having somebody handle my socials for me yeah. because it, it's a drain on me, and, and yeah. I, I would be a hypocrite if I did go on there and I'm talking all this about socials on this episode. You know. No. So. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I appreciate right, it. I am still on the socials though. So yeah. I, I, I connected with you on on the on the Twitter yeah. today. So. Yeah. All right, man. See you. See you.